0: Episode 5 of Loki has dropped on Disney+, Plus, so let's talk about it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. We discuss all things movies, reviews, rankings, news updates, and all that fun stuff. And today I'm, of course, going to be discussing episode 5 of Marvel Studios' Loki entitled Journey Into Mystery. I've been so anticipating this, like I'm sure everyone who's been watching the show has been, because this last week had amazing reveals and... Before we get into the full spoiler discussion for this week, of course, I got to give you guys my general impressions on the episode, and this was another really great episode of the show. Is not my favorite episode? No, it isn't, but it's another really great episode that had so many great character moments. I don't think it was as eventful in terms of moving forward the plot, as I think a lot of people would have liked it to be, but I still really enjoyed it for what it was. With that said, I hope you guys have had a chance to check out the episode if you haven't. I'll go watch it and come back to listen to the spoiler review later. And with that said, let's get into our spoiler review. So getting into our recap and, you know, discussion about the episode. So we start off the episode with Loki. Well, I guess first we start off with like some shots inside the TVA, like the TVA, like the structure itself. But nothing to kind of fully discuss. It's just some shots like, you know, some, like, spinning shots, which kind of set up, like, people's perception of the TVA, if you guys noticed, the way the camera was moving in the first scene. But moving beyond that, the episode basically starts off with Loki waking up in what we come to know as the Void, which is a space, which is pretty much a space at the in area at the end of time. It's pretty much a time junkyard where everything which the TVA deems to be, you know, like, creating a Nexus event is just thrown here, which is what we learn, and I'm just going to talk about it because I think it does make a bit more sense to discuss it here. So Loki wakes, wakes up in the void and basically everything that's pruned by the TVA is taken here. And then here, this is where we learn about the create creature, Eliath, which basically kills anything that comes in here. I'm guessing if you get pruned to this area and then Eliath gets you, then you just die and you just don't exist anywhere outside of this because I guess the TVA can't just erase it. They kind of trans, like they transport and all the they take all the all the all the, you know, like the variant and they just move them. And then the Eliath is what actually takes care of them and kills them. So I'm guessing Eliath is kind of a creature who kind of just broke free from time itself, which I think is like the comic description of him when I was looking through some of this yesterday when I was trying trying to find like more of the Easter eggs and stuff. Um He's I think he's a creature which kind of broke free from time. That's why he's kind of controlling things here. And um obviously it seems like he's guarding something throughout the episode and a lot of people and obviously I haven't said massive spoiler warning now. Please make sure you've clicked off. There's quite a bit to discuss, even 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 if there aren't as many reveals. I'm guessing what happens is I think that Kang is behind the um a Kang or a being like that is behind Elioth and Eliath as kind of the guard dog as I discussed throughout the episode which is interesting I didn't expect it I didn't expect them to stretch the story out as far as they have I thought it would kind of get to the end a bit quicker but I can see why they did that for a lot of the character moments that kind of arose from some of this and moving on from that we cut back from. Um, we, cut back, we cut back to the TVA and Sylvie after obviously the title card shows up. And we see that Sylvie pretty, pretty much has, is holding Renslayer hostage. And she believes that Renslayer, or I guess Renslayer reveals that she wants to find out who's behind the TVA as much as Sylvie. And that she also thought the Timekeepers were kind of the headmasters or whatever. But obviously she, she was wrong about that. And Miss Minutes is kind of trying to protect. Uh, Renslayer from Sylvie just killing her, obviously by cooperating, and kind of makes up a spacecraft which can take you to the void, but it's a prototype and it won't actually do it. Like uh, Renslayer's kind of surprised that they, she that Miss Minutes brought this up. Obviously, this was nothing, and they were trying to kill time while the guards were coming in. And that's what happens. The guard comes in, and then, um, basically they pretty much trap Sylvie. You know, she's gone like to higher ground and she just prunes herself because she thinks that if she can find Loki and get his help they can all get out of the of the um of the void which is what they discuss and I guess she she knows that because she herself took Renslayer's Tempad, pad which comes back into play later in the episode which I actually didn't realize that she so we took Renslayer's temp pad and I guess that's why that's why a certain character was able to escape the void later in the episode but that is a detail I missed until I realized at the end that, that is what happened but I'm just going to talk about what happened with Renslayer in this episode now just so to get out of the way but I think we get one more scene with her and that's basically when she ta- she wants answers from B-15 like what Sylvie's planning and they talk about how B-15 mentioned how Sylvie needs this because it's revenge but Renslayer just wants it and. Basically, B fifteen at first thinks that Sylvie, I mean not Sylvie Renslayer, is keeping the the secret behind the TVA away from other people just to protect them and keep the TVA stable. But it's really just for just because she wants to find out as much about the as find out who's behind the TVA as much as everyone else. But she doesn't need it like Sylvie does because of how much it's destroyed her life. So I thought that was interesting. They brought that up. And then this this like certain aspect of the storyline actually ends with Renslayer asking Miss Minutes to look through the files behind you know like the creation of the TVA. So that was so that that was a great way to I think end the storyline for this particular episode. Now let's move back to the void and discuss everything that happened in there throughout this episode. So as Loki wakes up and he meets the other Lokis, of course, we have classic Loki, kid Loki and boastful Loki, which I'm using the names that were in the subtitles of the episode. I think that's probably the best way to do this. And I remember these three names for the other characters that show up. I might not have remembered the actual one. But throughout this entire sequence of them just walking through it and, you know, just seeing all these things drop down, there were some really cool Easter, Easter eggs, which I think quite a few people noticed. Like there was... um. Um, there was a Thanos copter, and there was Throg at one point. The camera pans down, and you see him jumping around, which I actually didn't notice, but I was looking on social media, and I saw. That's so why I did want to bring that up. There was a Thanos copter, which I think a lot of people were discussing if it was going to show up in the MCU, and I thought it was kind of silly, but I like that we have that Easter egg in here. And also, there's one point where they show Mjolnir when it's like in the underground layer, and they're panning the camera around, which was really good. And it, which I'll talk about each of the Loki's now as. So as they're walking to their Loki lair, as you could call it, um, they each of them kind of... and As they walk and then as they go into the lair, each of them kind of tell their stories of how they, how they were variants and how they were taken away. So Kid Loki apparently killed Thor, and that's how he was taken by the TVA, and that's why he was taken. Boastful Loki apparently killed Captain America and Iron Man, or so he says, and had all six Infinity Stones, which seems like a bit much, and that's why it's called Boastful Loki. And there's also... Gator Loki Who I don't think They said why is a variant I guess just because He's an alligator I guess I don't know But he But he Obviously You know Like classic Loki's trying to play up Most Loki By telling him That he's lying So that was a Really fun sequence And I'd say Classic Loki Has by far Like my favorite Of these variants Because he has The one which Most interests me Like to ever see And also It's a bit more Darker than I think You would expect From a character Like Loki And it's that Classic Loki actually managed to create an illusion so good that he fooled the mad titan Thanos when he killed him. And he was floating, floating in space and found a lonely planet to just live out his days. But then as he got too lonely, he missed his brother and was hoping that his brother and the rest of his family missed him as much as him. As soon as he tried to step foot off the planet, that's when the TVA saved him. So that's a really dark story that this character had. But I love the design. I really liked Richard E. Grant in this role. I was really excited to see what, what his role was going to be in this in the series because we had no idea there was no hint of anything about him in the trailers but uh I'm glad that he did show up and I was actually hoping he'd get a big role but I would say he is the Loki that stood out the most because of what he does like towards helping our characters at the end of this episode which obviously you know we'll get into later but cutting away from that I guess the the point where this storyline takes a bit of a break going back to something else is when Loki basically wants a plan to try and stop a life and get through there and find out who created the TVA. So he goes back up from their lair, which is kind of like an underground thing. He opens a hatch and then he's greeted by a Loki and then President Loki and then a bunch of his followers and think, which I guess are other variants of Loki, which I wasn't able to catch which one was which because it was kind of such a small part of the episode. But I'll, I'll come back to talking about this in just a bit. But, but going back to uh, Sylvie... Now that she's land in the, in the void, as she goes out of, like, this little cabin she's put in, there's a car showing up. And then we see that Mobius is in it, and Mobius takes her, and then they try to drive and escape from Elioth. And this was a fun sequence, and I liked that they, they got to interact a bit more. But a lot of it was off screen, and we'll get to that in a bit. But going back to the underground lair with Loki and, you know, with, with like, a bunch of the Lokis... Um, President Loki's hand actually gets bitten off by Gator Loki, and that was a lot of fun. It actually reminded me of when Nick Fury got his eye uh, clawed out by Goose the Cat. And the thing about that was it was, like, a very big character and a major part of his character that we've kind of known in the MCU. And that's why it was such a like, annoying and a bit of a disappointing and, le- like, letdown of a scene or reveal moment. With this, though, it's such a small character in President Loki that... Um, that i that 's why i wasn't really annoyed that it was something this lame that that got a part of him, and also I think that most people expected a lot more of this character, President Loki, because he was shown quite he was shown as like the ending tag for the marketing like the first trailer, and also he's he's the front cover on the front cover, the thumbnail of this episode on Disney plus so I think a lot of people expected a lot more of him, but he he just gets into a fight with the Lokis that that our Loki landed and then they have a bit of a fight but then the classic Loki variant Loki that we know the kid Loki escape and then they go up and, and they meet up with Sylvie and Mobius so that's where you know all our characters reunite and basically our players are now we have Gator Loki kid Loki Mobius classic Loki Sylvie and our Loki and and I guess boastful Loki has just been taken out by his you know well I guess is fighting the other Lokis so that's where he's at So now Moving on to the storyline Of what they're gonna do now So Pretty much Sylvie's plan here Is to enchant alive, And that's because When she got close to him Or not him I guess it Earlier in the episode She said that they formed A bit of a connection And she thinks that She can get through To this massive Shady creature That's That's you know Stopping them from meeting You know the people Behind the TVA And Loki And, and Loki's very you know, like, against us at first. He's kind of, like, a creature this big. You can just enchant enchant them. But they all go along with this. And actually, Mobius and the variants of Loki, other than our Loki and so we actually have, like, a really funny sequence where Mobius is questioning whether the alligator is actually a Loki variant, which I, I really like that they touched on because it seems like such an oddball thing. And the fact that it's actually true is fascinating. And I'm, I'm, and I'm actually wondering whether the alligator loki is kind of in the same timeline that the thro- that the frog of thor throg came from but then it wouldn't really make sense to take out two things to kind of make that happen or i guess maybe if they reset the timeline they moved everything here so that does make sense to an extent but that'd be a really fun like disney plus shorts like short series like they're doing with the i am Groot series where they're going to make a bunch of shorts if they make a bunch of shorts with uh like this variant where we have thor and loki and maybe they're they're parents you know Frigga and Odin the animals I feel like that would be a really fun like kids Disney plus show that I honestly would check out as like a spin-off of Loki it's kind of the silliest thing you could possibly do but I think it would be kind of fun to watch especially if you get Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth doing the voice work for it but this is just such a random idea that I just thought of I did not plan to say this at all but going back we have while they're talking about you know this alligator um we, cut, we basically have Loki and Sylvie having a really nice scene It's a very slow scene and it goes on for a lot longer than I think you'd expect While you're watching the scene It's a very intimate character scene And I loved, I loved everything about the scene I loved, you know, you know how Sylvie brings up the reason why they have the Nexus event And she just thinks it's kind of ridiculous And Loki's kind of just like, nah, I'm not going to get into that now And they basically tell each other that they don't really know what they're going to do As soon as they take it on the TV and get to go back to their lives And they're just like, they can figure out together. Obviously hinting that they might, you know, like lay low together at the end. Which Loki even talks about how he can finally rule a timeline. Which I'm wondering if they're going to go like the quick king and queen route of the timeline with Loki and Sobi. That would be interesting and it would be fantastic setup for a second season. Which it seems like they're doing from a lot of what the writers have said. And when watching the trailers, it's like, oh yeah, this show can go on for multiple seasons with what it is. But it's kind of going deep into the TVA a lot quicker than I was expecting in a show like this, so at this point, it feels more like just a miniseries, but if they were to continue and bring Mobius back, and Sylvie, and all these characters back, and have more Loki variants show up, and at season two is, like, Loki fixing the timeline, trying to clean his timeline up, I would absolutely be down for that, and I'd love to see that, to be honest, but basically, as Loki and Sylvie are planning their, you know, like, Planning, uh, planning what they're going to do to uh, to get past Elias, Mobius decides to go back to the TVA with the Tempad and burn down the TVA. He's like, I'm going to burn it down. And as Mobius is going to go through the the portal, he you know reaches out for a handshake with Loki, and then Loki goes in for a hug. And it was a really another really great but really small character moment, which I just loved because it shows how much those two characters have advanced throughout the show, and it it just. I just love these two characters and why they and they just work so well together on screen. It's such a great moment that you know they've actually become friends. And I doubt, to be honest, that this is the last time they'll see each other. Especially if they manage to destroy the TVA. But I really like this moment they have, and I Loki finally, you know, like is able to say that you know he made a friend and he, you know, really cared about this person, just like Sylvie when he told him earlier that, when she told him earlier that. Mobius actually does care about this Loki, so I really like that they let him have this moment, and it's, it's a really nice moment, it's, it shows a lot of development with the Loki in the show, and he's almost as developed now as the Loki we have you know, in our main timeline, and he's one of the most developed characters in the MCU, if you look at where he's, where he's come and where he's going, so Mobius goes back to the TV, and that's all we get of that storyline in this episode, he doesn't show up again and I think that's a lot of great setup for the finale is we have pretty much two different storylines going on in the finale what's going on in the TVA what Mobius is trying to do with Ren Flair. I really hope they have their showdown but then again they might kind of work together since they've been friends for so long even though now Mobius Mobius learned that a lot of it has been based off a lie like I want to see their showdown but also I think they might go like the villain turn hero route but we, we shall see where that goes in next week's episode but moving on from that going back to Loki and Sobi now So Loki and um, Sovi try to enchant life. and we learn that Sovi's telling Loki that you have to help me enchant him. They're all Loki, so they have the same ability to an extent, which I didn't fully buy into because the fact that they're variants kind of makes it a possibility that they can have different abilities. At least that's what I got off the past couple of episodes when they're explaining what a variant is, but I don't know. But obviously to enchant them, they needed kind of like a distraction. So classic Loki comes back in creates like this massive illusion of asgard like a fake version of asgard and just together like using the distraction and loki and sylvie you know trying to enchant them this is one of the best set pieces i think we've had in marvel phase four so far in disney plus and using you know their abilities together they managed to take out uh Alioth and then a portal opens up and through that it was it's kind of like a castle and they're gonna head into it and that is the ending of this episode and there's no post credit scene now obviously everyone wants to know where is it through that um through that portal which through that portal which Loki and Sylvie are about to were about to walk into at the end of that episode and i have no idea where it could be i don't know if uh like this is like Kang's Earth. I st- again, I still doubt they're gonna do Kang the Conqueror, but I feel like he's the main, um, he's the main, uh, main like guy for who people are predicting to be the people behind the TV. And maybe it's finally Mephisto. I don't know, but he has so little connection with what we've gone on the show that I doubt it's gonna be someone like Mephisto. But if it is Kang, I guess it would be his place of residence, which is this massive castle. Which, for the type of person he is. I think that does make sense, and I think if they're gonna go that direction, I would love to see it. I think Jonathan Majors, who they cast, really like completely shut down the rumor of him being in the show, or I guess people predicting he would be in the show, and has and he pretty much had no idea what they were talking about. So he seems to be completely out of the loop, and what he's being like that clear about it, I don't know if he's really being serious. But I don't know. I have no idea where it could be. The castle, maybe. I I I honestly don't have any theories about where this could be. But I, if you guys do, make sure to send me like a voice message on Anchor to let me know all your theories if you can. If you're listening on Anchor, there's a feature where you can do that. I think if you're listening in the app. So that's, I always love listening to whenever you guys send them in, even though it's not too often. And if you do have any theories, make sure to send them in there. It's kind of like Anchor's version of a, of of a comment section on YouTube. So make sure to send in voice messages if you have any theories about that. So yeah, anyways, another great episode of Loki. Not the best, not the most eventful, but a really great character episode that had many, many cool set pieces and special effects. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the spoiler review or breakdown of Loki episode five, Journey into Mystery. And And yes, of course, Black Widow is finally releasing tomorrow or in two days, depending on where you live. And I can't wait to see can't wait to finally watching i'll be watching on friday so my review should hopefully i'll be watching on disney plus so hopefully my review can come out just a couple hours after i see it after i manage to watch it on disney plus on friday i'm so excited to see it as i'm sure all of you guys are we've been waiting a year and a half for mcu phase four to kick off in in the the movies because obviously we've had the phase four kicked off in january now so having three three tv shows and obviously with this comes the question of will i do another mcu ranking I am considering it because at the minute I'm actually watching through the MCU and I'm almost done with phase one, but there's no way I'm getting through phase two and three within like the next week in time for the finale of Loki. And if I am going to do a ranking, it will be after the finale of Loki so that I can include the TV show. So I'm not confirming anything, but I will talk about this again next week in my finale review of Loki on whether or not I'm going to be doing a ranking. And again, if you want to know, come back on, come back, next wednesday where i break down loki's uh the finale of loki which is gonna be episode six and then i'll tell you guys whether i'll be doing a ranking or not but anyways come back this friday though for a review of black widow and then come back on either sunday or monday for a spoiler review for black widow a bunch of black widow content this weekend i'm so excited to watch it. i'm so excited to talk about it so come back this weekend for that this is like completely an mcu week on the show so with that said i hope you guys enjoyed the spoiler review and if you did make sure to follow the podcast and share this review with your friends Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.